what's going to happen here in Whatcom County with water? Everybody thinks, oh, this is about the farm. Well, it's about everybody, not just the farmers. Farmers are paying attention right now. Is anybody else? What's happening with water here in in Whatcom County? Um, Everybody seemed to be paying attention, or at least a lot of people were paying attention back when the Hearst case was uh, happening and in the news, um, dealing with exempt wells, private wells that people all over the county uh, rely on for their water supply if they aren't on a water association or in a city and a municipal system. That, there was a lot of angst over that, if you recall, all the controversy and, and whatnot. And then the Hearst fix, which improved some things but still gave other folks some heartburn. Well, that name uh, is back in the newspaper this week. Eric Hurst, uh, one of uh, multiple people uh, that signed that lawsuit that started that whole situation. Um, and it's been pointed out many times. I'll point it out again. The only reason it was called the Hurst case is because alphabetically he was the first on the list. But still, Eric Hurst has been somebody, uh, a Bellingham resident, moved here uh, many years ago um, from farther east in the country. Um, and has been very involved in speaking out on water resources issues. Uh, He recently made some statements about the farming community. Welcome back, by the way. This is The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. Uh, Talking about the farming community, essentially saying the farming community needs to do more with this looming water rights adjudication that the, the state is starting to work on and says it wants to officially start in a couple of years. Again, so says the state. So far, the state has only funded the the pre-adjudication work. Um, What's the deal with with Eric Hurst injecting himself and saying that uh, farmers need to do more to document what they're doing and and to provide solutions and make suggestions when the farming community, from my perspective right now, has been the primary one sounding the alarm on this and suggesting solutions and suggesting a better option than this multi-decade, incredibly expensive legal process called a a water adjudication, a water rights adjudication. Joining me right now uh, is the author of a letter that responded uh, to some of these comments from Eric Hurst, the administrator of the Whatcom Ag Water Board, Henry Beerlink. Welcome to the program uh, this morning, Henry. You're responding to Eric's comments, and you're saying that Eric needs to pay attention. Pay attention to what and, and what's really going on out there. I, what, what is Eric and, and maybe many, many other folks in the community, what are they confused about or missing here as far as this water situation? Oh, well, it's good to be back, Dylan. And um, so, uh, yeah, this Eric, first of all, Eric is a friend of mine and also a friend, actually, your dad's. We get together quite often yeah. or a couple times. And I've had him, I've had him we, here on the program as well uh, in we the have past. Different perspectives on things, but if we can't talk to each other, then, um, then we, uh, we are all impoverished. And uh, I would say this conversation in the public, in the London Tribune, was he sent a letter a couple weeks ago. We responded uh, with that week afterwards, but it didn't really get printed until the trip until this week. And I and it, I should say it's I responded, but I had a lot of help. So it's mm-hmm. um you know it's joint it's a response for a bunch of farmers and and the Ag Water Board and our attorneys and so forth. Um, 
you know, we're just saying, okay, Eric, you make some interesting suggestions about what we should do. Uh, we are doing a lot of those things already, and that is a little frustrating sometimes. So, you know, how many times do we have to tell people what it is that we're doing and our strategy for how to fix some of these problems, including mm-hmm. forming districts like we did, irrigation districts, which are pretty powerful entities that have the ability to do a lot of this stuff to, that that is going to have to happen in order to um, – to have a real joint, uh, full response to some of the water challenges. I, I, I think you're exactly yeah. right. That a lot of people tend to say, well, you know, well, what are the farmers doing? I mean, that was the gist of the question right. from Eric. But it's not just right. Eric asking that question. It's many people across the community. And right. you're pointing out, look, there are a lot of things. We keep saying them. People uh, need to pay attention to what we are doing. Because as a farming community, we are working on these issues and uh, in the letter, you talk about Eric's suggestion that uh, farmers need a better idea of how much water is being used by irrigators. What's what's the scoop on that issue? Well, that's a common. I mean, no one knows precisely how much water because it changes every year based on how much we need. I know we, people don't irrigate if they don't need to. And yeah. um, it is there, it's Eric um, was actually an electricity engineer back in Tennessee with a TVA. And, you know, that electricity is a finite product. You produce so much, you use it. Water is quite different. Uh, we may have a wet spring, and that might mean less irrigation need or real dry spell. It is not like your like your electricity was, and he kind of wants to try to treat water mm. in the same way he did with electricity. And it, it um, you know, there's some merit in that, but it's a lot more difficult than um, than electricity. And and what we're saying is that we have a good sense of what we're using, and when we do meter, and we do meter a fair amount of our water right the water uses uh it can it really uh supports the kind of data that we've been using all along in terms of what is a crop irrigation requirement um that wsu has crop irrigation requirements by different soil types and and different water stations i mean it is it is not just a by guess by golly kind of thing we we have science involved in how we're using water Another issue is is climate change. He's saying you got to pay attention to what's going on with climate change. Climate change means um, the river uh, and our streams, our water system as a whole has less and less water, uh, especially in that later summer uh, portion of the year, which happens to be a very important time for fish, but also a very important time for farming when water is needed for crops. That's true. And uh, we do pay some attention to that. It is not, um, we fortunately, most of the water that we use is from groundwater. Only about 20% total probably is in the surface water from out of, out of streams and the river. Uh, so, you know, what, what some of those issues related to climate change, which may mean less water going down these um, glacier-fed river like the Nooksack, uh, that doesn't mean that it's going to change um, in groundwater. Uh, we, that's a better, more versatile resource than what surface water is related to co- climate change. And we're doing a lot of studies. Uh, we're, you might, you know, we responded to Larry. We sent him the letter. He's already sent us a response to our response. And now we're preparing. A, here's a list of all the things that we're doing, Eric. And um, and again, we're not doing this just for Eric. We're doing this for um, his caucus which is the environmental caucus here in whatcom county he's part of that but also to just be as transparent as we Mm -hmm. possibly can be for everyone to say hey if eric's asking these questions there's probably other people asking these questions we could answer them 
we're not trying to hide anything. Here you go, folks. Absolutely. And and I think these are, are things that the whole community needs to be aware of as we enter into this time of, I think, a, a, a new level of intensity of, of conversation about water, water access, what our future is, climate change, all of these things. Um, you're talking about compiling a list per, you know, his questions and, and other people's questions about, you know, what are farmers really doing? Can you list some of the, the things that might be on that list? Certainly we don't have time right now to go, you know, comprehensively through everything that the farming community is being done or is doing. Um, but uh, if you could give us a taste of that. Sure. Um, you know, just on that climate change question, I've got about eight bullets here of all different projects that either the Berry Commissions or the dairy people are funding in terms of how, we are looking at different uh, different issues, and it, climate change may not be the primary focus. We're not doing many studies that are solely looking at climate change, but everything we do in terms of plant breeding, looking at um, you know water use, um, you know anaerobic digesters, all these things all have a climate change component. That it, it's really called adaptability. Uh, we recognize things never stay the same, and everything we do has to have an adaptability component, which is addressed in not just to climate change, but certainly looks at climate change as one of the one of the issues that we are mm. going to be facing in the future. Well, on climate change, and you talk about the difference between streams and, and groundwater, and certainly climate change is having a, a visibly direct impact on streams and stream flows and things like that. You're saying groundwater is a different resource. How? I know that, you know, if we're talking, you right. were mentioning Eric Hurst, that was a big portion of this Hearst case and the Hearst fix was the continuity. What is the connection between streams and groundwater? And if you're, you know, pulling groundwater out to irrigate crops or to irrigate your lawn or your home or whatever, is that affecting streams and fish as well? None of these are easy answers, but yes, I mean, the short answer is yes, most likely, but not in all cases. And certainly it's not a direct influence. It's an indirect influence. Sometimes the lowering of the aquifer as we draw down the aquifers in the summer, um, and and then we do have that, you know, it does go down, our wells go down as we use more and more water, but they always come right back up, you know, by November, December here. We're not mining water long term in this area, which is way different than some other parts of this country where they are actually, you know, they are mining long term water, uh, groundwater. That's not true here. We're blessed with always a recharge of water. Uh, so the question is, how do we manage that water in the groundwater so that it doesn't dry up streams that are important for fish? And at what times, what do we have to do to make sure that we um, that we address the that we factor in the fish needs into this whole situation? And that's why we've played around with storage. We've played around with um, a lot of surface to groundwater conversion, so we're not taking so much water out of the river or streams or creeks and so forth than we have in the past. We've actually also augmented streams from groundwater when it needs, when the fish need it. Um, when we're open to doing more of that kind of thing, if that helps to solve some of our problems. Right now with us on the farming show is Henry Beerlink. He's the administrator of the Whatcom County Ag Water Board. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI with you on your Saturday morning. Um, Henry, talk about, um, I know you mentioned in your letter that the 2005 watershed plan and, and the farming community's role 
in that what's what's the background there i know you know it's multifaceted there's a mm-hmm. lot of history and context but mm-hmm. just in a nutshell um talk about what the farming community's involvement was there and and what bearing that has on where we're at now sure that goes back a bit uh, back in actually about 98 1998 um the legislature passed what they call the watershed planning act and that was for the whole state, but it was driven a lot of bit, a lot by us locally. Actually, Our, we had a representative at the time, Kelly Linville, was then at, um, working with us on helping to pass that legislation. Since that time, uh, we engaged in that watershed planning. Ag was always at the table and has never not been at the table, trying to help s- contribute ideas, push this along towards some solutions. Uh, what drainage based management was one of the issues that we're still working on that was part of that plan. It took us about eight, seven, eight years to actually develop the plan fully and have it fully passed by all the entities. That's a 2005 was the result of that. And um, since that time, we've been looking to implement different parts of that plan. And um, it's been, you know, frustratingly slow, let's face it. Uh, the the uh, I find that it's a lot easier to talk about planning things than it is to get busy doing things. And farmers are a lot more into the doing than they are in the <laughs> yeah. planning. And um, have tried, but trying to shift the public entities from planning to doing has been a um, yeah a challenge for both us and the tribes. And we understand the tribes' frustration sometimes too, because we're frustrated too. But that's not to say that things haven't been moving in the right direction. It's just a little too slow. And hopefully we can speed that up. And that's our goal in the next year and a half to show that we've, we are really getting some traction locally on doing things in a uh, collaborative manner that would be ruined by entering into a state adjudication. Explain that. And, and you say even you even go so far as to say that um, an adjudication would do exactly what Eric Hearst and other plaintiffs in that Hearst case were trying to avoid. Right. Yes, that is part of our letter, and I think it's a pretty compelling part of the last part of the letter is Eric's, that Hearst case was all about trying to to limit rural development, uh, to actually focus land use growth into the cities, not spread out in a rural sprawl kind of way, which we share that goal. We're not interested in that either. That hurts agriculture as well. So what happens in adjudication is that you, um, you end up with a strictly legal process on only one dimension of all this, what is water supply. And we recognize there's a lot more going on here. Land use, uh, water quality, drainage, uh, flood management, habitat, all those factors are are part of a solution, which we would incorporate into what we call drainage-based management kind of work. Um, The adjudication puts all of that on hold for a while, and all of us end up spending time with lawyers in court for the next 20, 30, and in the case of the Yakima, over 40 years. Um, ecology thinks we might be a little shorter than that, but I'm not sure that's at all true. Mm. Um, I think we're at 20 minimum, if not 40 years. Mm. And um, we don't have that kind of time. We don't want to spend our money that kind of way or our time that way. And I think that we're going to keep making that case, and I hope the legislator in 2023, when they have to decide whether to fund an adjudication or not, will be paying pretty strict attention to that. Yeah, and I think this this summer and the heat and the dry, the drought um, is doing even more to underscore the fact that we urgently need to find some solutions now. We cannot wait 
even 10 years, even 15, 20 years uh, to, to have some answers and, and move forward on some of these issues, I think, with, with what we're seeing play out. Again, Henry Beerlink uh, with the Whatcom County Ag Water Board with us on the farming show this morning, talking about his uh, response to, you know, kind of a challenge that was issued um, from Eric Hurst. And, and certainly it echoes, I'm sure, Eric's words echo um, the thoughts of others saying, well, farmers, you know, what are you doing? Uh, farmers, you need to be working on this, that, and the other thing in, in terms of our water uh, situation in the future here with adjudication looming. You suggested in your letter, Henry, th- that Eric maybe needs to reach out to some other folks. I mean, talk, <laughs> t- talk about that. I, I think this needs to be a conversation between everyone, and, and that's where I, I agreed with what you said in your letter to the editor in the, in the Linden Tribune this week. Yeah, and um, in our response, my dialogue with Eric since that letter, and he saw, of course, our response before we even put it in the Tribune, mm-hmm. and he responded back that he agrees um, that you know he needs to be not just putting pressure on the farmers, but also the other parties in that in the um, in the debate in the collaborative approach. And to be honest, I think most people are ready to do it with the. With the clear exception right now of what the tribes want to do, uh, they have they speak, they 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 are willing to be collaborative. I know that they are and they mean it, but they are struggling whether this whether that to be collaborative gets in the way of some of their legal legal right concerns, and it's an honest struggle. Uh, but they have to get over it and be able to um, at least join us in this collaborative. We, nobody's going to force this collaborative approach along. Um, and collaboration means we all have to agree. Yeah. If they don't agree, uh, we don't get a plan. But they have to be at the table with us as we do this. And right at this point, they're, um, what would I say, waffling a bit. Mm. And I would love to see the environmental community and Eric um, – you know, put the, some um, encouragement on the tribes as well as to the agriculture. Well, and if you talk, if we talk about the answer being co- a collaborative process, I mean, collaboration and compromise is something, right. and, and probably in this situation, the only thing that can actually bring win-win kind of solutions that are good for all. But that right. being said, it's also a situation that will not be a hundred percent win for anybody because it requires some give and take, communication, trust, and figuring out the right thing to do for the whole community, not just for one group or the other. You're speaking like a married man there, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it. Um, but, we learned that lesson, don't yes. we? Yes. And, and, and it is so true. And, and it I mean, people talk about the the poisonous politics that we experience in this country, particularly in recent years. This is the antidote to that. But do we have the will as an entire community to embark on that kind of a process and put, you know, animosity and distrust behind to actually get beyond that? Or are we just going to sit around and complain about how polarized everything is? And, you know, that's where I feel we're at. Uh, right now. Uh, again, Henry Beerlink with the Whatcom County Ag Water Board. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks for your ongoing work and your your decades of attention uh, to this issue here locally. Thank you, Dylan, and for your, your time and energy as well. There's a lot of good people on our team, and um, it's been great to work with them.